Hello, welcome to the Man That Rants podcast. My name's Tim and I'm the Man That Rants. This is season two, episode four, for those of you keeping score. I've just been checking my email and there hasn't been a single message this week, not a single comment on Twitter or Facebook either, so I guess I'll have to make up all my own stuff. I'm recording this episode on my tablet just to test out how that works, so it might end up being a bit shitter than usual, although that'll be quite difficult to tell really. Right, on we go. Well, it seems I can't add any additional audio to the jingle, so this is The Week in the News. There was a thing about white saviours and Comet Relief this week. Hmm, this is a bit tricky. Apparently Comet Relief paints a false picture of Africa. Well, I guess that's true. I remember along with many when Band-Aid and all that started that we thought Ethiopia was all poor people in mud huts with no water, and then we saw Addis Ababa, where people were driving around in limos in their suits going to work in huge skyscrapers. And I imagine people don't go to Sharm el-Sheikh or Johannesburg for poverty-themed holidays either. But isn't this the point of charity, to show the worst possible side of any situation in order to pull on your heartstrings and get you to give money? Charity porn or something they call it. But also there are apparently too many white people involved, been portrayed as saviours. Quite how people who don't have electricity think that when that prick Ed Sheeran turns up and croons about girls not liking him or whatever that he's saving them is beyond me. Surely they just think that they're living in purgatory and pray for the end of everything. Well, no, apparently more African celebrities and comedians should be involved in Comet Relief, said some MP. What a great idea. Lots of people who we in this country don't know asking us for money. It just wouldn't work because no fucker would watch it in that case. So here's an idea. Why not just let people give to a charity of their choosing without making it into a race thing? If anything, people should probably call for an investigation into Comet Relief practices and look at their books and all of the charities while they're on, allegedly, allegedly, CEOs on six and seven figure salaries in some cases. Hardly fair, is it, for sub- for supposed non-profit organisations? Oh, and throwing cheese at babies is a thing now, apparently. People are filming these uh, acts of cheese hurling and putting it on the internet. A lot of people have opinions about this, but personally I couldn't give a shit. The whole world's in the toilet, and this is why people are angry at the moment. What the hell else are you supposed to do with a craft cheese single anyway? You can't exactly eat them. This is a new segment of uh, the podcast called Listener of the Week. Uh, Last week I told you about a new listener to the show, Sergio in Paraguay. Hi Sergio. He said he enjoyed the last episode, which is the only feedback I've had. So he, by default, is Listener of the Week in this new section, which, well, I've already told you, it's called Listener of the Week. He asked me if I had to Google where Paraguay was, and I replied, No, of course not. I then promptly went and Googled it to see if it actually was where I thought it was. And it was. Well, more or less anyway. So anyhow... I learned some new and interesting facts about Paraguay, which I thought I'd share with you here. Paraguay is landlocked, which makes it South America's Switzerland, although it isn't famous for cuckoo clocks, cheese or tax evasion. It is the largest of the Guays, pissing all over neighbouring Uruguay with twice the population and two and a half times the geographical area, although Uruguay is famous for that film about former steelworkers who become strippers, the full Montevideo. Famous Paraguayans include that goalkeeper who scored 46 goals in his career and then punched a politician in the street, and José Gaspar Rodríguez de Franquia y Valesco, if I'm saying that right, a lawyer and politician who everyone is glad never became a footballer because you'd never fit that name on the back of a shirt. So if you want to be listener of the week and have your own country or town or city ridiculed by me get in touch and tell me why you should be listener of the week in the listener of the week section the contact details are the same as usual i'll read them all out at the end of the episode i imagine i'll be absolutely inundated with requests for this this is the section that's normally called shit film of the week it's gonna be a bit different this week in the last couple of weeks i've plundered netflix in my search for a shit film i found several and some shit tv programs 
are they still called TV programs when they're on, when they're on a streaming service? Shows or series, whatever, anyway. So here are a few of the things that I've watched in the last couple of weeks. Night Flyers. A space-based thing where there is an unbelievable amount of non-tension. Someone's trying to kill everyone using their mind and people are just standing around all. So what are you doing later? Jesus fucking Christ, someone just burst into flames. The woman in the very first scene of the show committed suicide using an angle grinder to her throat. And I think she had a narrow escape, to be honest. Apparently the show's from the mind of that Game of Thrones bloke. Speaking of Game of Thrones... That dwarf from that is in a film called I Think We're Alone Now, which is disappointingly not a Tiffany biopic. I think he's... Well, he thinks, indeed. He thinks he's the last man alive, but then someone else turns up. Groundbreaking concept, I know. Then it turns out there's a colony of survivors living in a California town. That's it. 90 minutes of that cunt hanging out in the library looking moody. Utter shite. Uh, I also watched a thing with Paul Rudd and Steve Coogan. They're a gay couple and one of them finds out he has a grandson as a result of experimenting with heterosexuality in his drug-fuelled youth. Hilarity ensues. Except that it doesn't. Oh, apart from the kids saying cocksucker, which is never not funny. Rush Hour 2. Watch that because it featured Hong Kong, at least in part. Because I recently went there, if I haven't already mentioned it. Very sexist, fairly racist, and the only good bit was a woman demonstrating the good health of a living chicken to Chris Tucker by blowing up its arse. And I don't mean with dynamite. Losers. This is a sport documentary thing about losers, which is also on Netflix, where they mansplain every single sport as if the only viewers would be people who've never heard of sport. The only losers are those who watch it. And yes, I include myself in that. I abandon it after episode two, which is about Torquay United. So that tells you exactly how exciting the whole thing is. And finally, One Punch Man. This is an anime thing about a man who's a superhero because he thought it would be cool but who can destroy people with one punch. I'd never watched any anime before, and this wasn't exactly a glowing advert for it. If you don't know what anime is, it's basically cartoons with martial arts and a shit story. At least that's what this was. And this is why I pay £6.99 a month for Netflix. This week's classic rant of the week stays with the theme of TV viewing. Uh, Here's a classic rant about possibly the worst thing ever to be shown on TV, with the exception of that car crash karaoke or whatever it's called. Many of you will like to watch it. Many of you will claim you're forced to watch it by a significant other. Many of you, the sensible ones, will hate it. I've got the X Factor, some gurning idiot will say to the camera whilst using their arms to cleverly make an X. Thousands of other gurning idiots will cheer in the background. For those of you with TVs, your weekends are completely buggered until Christmas. It's nothing more than a machine to print money for the high-trousered one, Mr. Are those your real teeth? Cowl. How many years has this dross been going on? It feels like it's been around forever. Although they did say that apparently this shirt won't exist anymore, at least in its current form. Believe that when I see it. The concept certainly has been around forever. If you walked into a meeting with TV executives and said, I've got a great idea for a show. Some people sing and then everyone votes for their favourite. You'd be shown the door quicker than Roddy Pickering at a yoga retreat. That was a really current reference. The genius thing that Cowell did is to somehow claim that he invented the concept of talent shows and sell the rights to other countries. Countries showing the rest of the world he's no cleverer than this country. That doesn't really make much sense, does it? Never mind. It wouldn't be so bad if a range of musical styles were covered, but they're not. It's all carefully tailored to sound exactly like what's popular at the moment. Sadly, at the moment, that means an auto-tuned synthetic dirge of pointless bollocks. They do a rock night sometimes, I understand. You'd be hard-pressed to hear a proper rock song performed like a, like a proper rock song. Instead, you'll be subjected to the guy who's good at swing singing Born to be Wild 
in the style of Frank Sinatra, complete with big band. The R&B dude rapping and beatboxing over a version of Enter Sandman. The quirky one who never wears shoes whispering System of a Down's Chop Suey whilst pretending to strum an acoustic guitar. And the diva going through the full routine of vocal gymnastics on a version of Hammer Smashed Face by Cannibal Corpse. Even worse than the actual performances, as Gary Barlow would say, are the contestants' backstories. It's not enough to turn up with an I-like-to-sing-and-want-to-be-a-star approach anymore. No. If you want to get noticed, you'll need My entire family were killed when a drone crashed into the house and exploded, but they love my singing. Or I'm an orphan and I was raised by wolves who all now have cancer. The greater the sob story, the greater their chance of making it onto the live shows. I imagine there are people with real talent who just live normal lives and have never experienced any tragedy, and sadly, they've been overlooked. The judges, or mentors as they're supposed to be called, are just as bad. You totally nailed that, they'll say, after listening to a complete car crash of a song which wasn't even that good to start with. You gave it a million percent, they'll also also say, demonstrating a lack of understanding of mathematics. The absolute worst is the self-congratulation. I chose that song myself, a smug mentor will say, as if that's a greater achievement than a person getting on stage and massacring it. Cowell spends hours touching himself, probably, as he thinks about the huge amount of money he's made from the absolute shit he's managed to inflict on the weak and vulnerable. So many people have been brainwashed into believing it to be entertainment that it will probably never go away. Well, fingers crossed it might. Any of you who watch it are responsible for the torture of the rest of us. Give yourself a big hand and slap yourselves in the face with it. So here we are at the end. Last time I forgot to promote my book, The Man That Rants Guide to Life. It's available from Amazon and other good bookstores. Well, actually, it's only available from Amazon, so no good bookstores at all. But buy a copy and I might be able to eat next week. Well, actually, that's not true, because the amount I make from a book wouldn't buy a bag of chips. But please buy it anyway, and I'll be very grateful. If you want to get in touch about becoming Listener of the Week, or for anything else, um, I'm at The Man That Rants on Twitter, The Man That Rants on Facebook, or you can email me at themanthatrants at outlook.com. My phone number is 07-KIDDIN, as if I'm going to give that out. Oh, and visit my website, themanthatrants.wordpress.com, where you'll find a lot of rants presented in readable form too. Until next time, see you. Bye.